KTRS Red salutes Heart Health Month. Presented by St. Luke's Hospital Heart and Vascular Institute, CJ's O'Fallon, United Healthcare, and KTRS Cares. Hey, we take a, t- a couple minutes from uh, regular programming to uh, talk about your health, and uh, it is Heart Health Month. And we'd like to talk with board-certified vascular surgeon Dr. Brian Peterson with St. Luke's uh, Heart and Vascular Institute. Dr. Peterson, welcome to the Big 550 KTRS. Thank you very much. Let's talk carotid artery disease. Sounds terrible. What is it? Right. So um, you might wonder why we're talking about carotid artery disease during heart uh, month. But oftentimes people with coronary artery disease or atherosclerosis or hardening of the arteries that blocks the coronary arteries on the heart can have blockage in the carotid arteries. Blockage in the carotid arteries is one of the leading causes of stroke in, um, in people in the U.S., so that's why we're talking about it during Heart Month. My microphone broke there for a second. I apologize. Oh, okay. gotcha. uh, I'm gotcha. sure no it happens problem. in the uh, operating room, too, when your microphone breaks. Um, right. So carotid artery disease, what, what are the symptoms? What do we look for? So basically, you know, a lot of the patients that I end up operating on don't have symptoms, but the biggest and most concerning symptoms are stroke-like symptoms, whether it's a TIA or a mini-stroke, often referred to as a mini-stroke, uh, that stands for transient ischemic attack. It's basically symptoms that affect one half of your body. Either one eye, you go blind for a few moments and then it clears up, or you can even have paralysis or weakness on one side of the body or um, slurred speech. Those are the things, you know, typical stroke-like symptoms that are, that are most concerning. The carotid artery is, where is that then? If it's not in your heart, it's in your brain? Is that right? No, it's, it's, it's right in the neck. Most of the disease in the carotid artery, so the heart pumps all the blood out the aorta, you have two carotid arteries coming off the aorta that supply the brain. But most of the disease happens right where the carotid artery splits in the neck into two branches. You have some turbulent blood flow right there at what we call a bifurcation. And that's where cholesterol deposits and whatnot can form and cause narrowing or blockage. So those symptoms lead to the stroke. Those symptoms when you talk about half your, you know, you, you can't see out of one eye or something. I mean, you, you hear that quite often. That's a, that's a telltale sign you've got a problem with that artery. Absolutely. Don't waste any time. Get to the emergency room right away and uh, oftentimes seek the uh, attention of a vascular surgeon. Um, you know, as we, we've kind of dedicated our, our professional careers to treating all the disease outside the heart and in the major blood vessels. When you do get to a world-class doctor like yourself, what, what are the treatments and what's the diagnosis and what, what do you do? Right. Absolutely. So we you typically start with an ultrasound. It's a pretty straightforward test. Um, ultrasound's also indicated for anybody with several risk factors for carotid artery disease, those risk factors being high blood pressure, high cholesterol, a family history of smoke, uh, a stroke, um, smoking history. So we start with an ultrasound, which is a pretty straightforward test. Take a look to see if you have carotid artery disease. And depending on the severity, the range of treatment options range basically from just medical management and lifestyle modifications, stop smoking, stay active, versus um, surgery or even um, a less invasive procedure with stent placement. So if, if you just simple quit smoking, you know, start eating healthy, start walking, do you see, yeah. do you see a change, uh, a, a large change in the carotid artery disease just by you know, doing we, those simple we things? Really, we really can, you know, especially if people start a cholesterol-lowering medication. We know that that's protective against stroke. Um, independent of your cholesterol levels. 
So if you have documented carotid artery disease, irregardless of what your cholesterol levels are, if you start a statin or a cholesterol-lowering medication, your risk of stroke uh, is certainly lower than the population not on statins. So um, we can, you know, we, we tend to follow, especially asymptomatic carotid artery disease. And oftentimes, you know, I say my job is to keep you out of the operating room. I love to operate, but we want to keep you out of the operating room and keep you healthy and reduce your risk of stroke. Would you do like uh, what they call what, what sort of the other, the angioplasty or things like that for something like this or no? You know, we can, but there's a newer technique called transcarotid artery revascularization where we make an, a small incision in the neck and we insert a stent in that way. Um, transfemoral stenting, as you would go through the groin area with, uh, say, coronary stenting and whatnot, that has a little bit higher incidence of stroke. Anytime we manipulate the carotid artery, there's a chance of stroke. But with this newer procedure called TCAR, or transcarotid artery revascularization, the stroke risk is extraordinarily low, in some cases less than 1%. Uh, well, it's science fiction when you're talking about stuff like that, isn't it? Right, it is. It's pretty some, some pretty smart engineers who came up with that technology. Doctor, I'm going to ask you this question again because we're getting a lot of questions on the text line about it. Uh, in sure. terms of checking uh, to see if you have symptoms or can you check, uh, can you go in for a regular doctor appointment? Can I come see you and you can tell me if I've got, uh, um, have got it, if, I, if it's going yeah. bad? Can, can you tell without actually having a stroke? Absolutely. You know, our, our, our ideal goal is to catch carotid artery disease before it becomes symptomatic. So the best thing to do is to listen or to talk to your primary care physician, um, you know, regular visits with your PCP. You know, oftentimes they'll put the stethoscope up to your neck. Well, what they're doing is they're listening for some turbulent blood flow in the carotid artery. Any turbulent blood flow might signify a blockage and anybody that's called a brewery. Anybody with a brewery then qualifies for a carotid ultrasound. Again, if you have any family history of stroke, um, if you have heart disease, if you're a smoker, if you have high blood pressure or high cholesterol, these are all things that you want to discuss with your primary care physician. You can get a screening carotid ultrasound. And if, lo and behold, uh, you know, they find carotid artery disease, then definitely seek the attention of a vascular surgeon who's trained to deal with these things. And it sounds like, like many things, if you catch it early, there are uh, drugs, lifestyle changes, and or things that can be done to help solve the problem. Absolutely, absolutely. Our goal here is to reduce the number of strokes, and with these interventions, uh, we've certainly been able to, but we need to be able to detect whether or not patients have disease, and that's where the carotid ultrasound comes into play. You did some good work today. Dr. Brian Peterson, board-certified vascular surgeon at St. Luke's Heart and Vascular Institute. Doctor, great stuff. Thanks for the insight. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. You got it. Seven, uh, 841 here, Big 550 KTRS. That's part of the KTRS Heart Health Month. Great information there for you. 842, Big 550 KTRS.